We are here before you this evening, very exhausted from work, from our businesses, but we are here because we love you. Lord, I pray that you refresh your children, my master. Refresh the souls, the souls, and the souls of your people. Father God, we thank you for the gift of this opportunity to come and sit before you, to come and listen to you, to come and talk to your people. We thank you, King of Glory, as we talk about the grace of God, as we talked about the gifts and the benefits of the grace of God. When we sing Mbabazi, we know what we are singing about. And Lord, I pray that as I speak before your people, I do not have words on my own. But I pray, my master, that may every word that comes from my lips and all the meditations of our hearts be accepted in your sight, my Lord and my Redeemer, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You might be wondering, why this song and this lady does not even speak this language? I know. When I was here, you gave me the name Businge. So a Businge must sing Mbabazi. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For those who do not know me, I am Reverend Pascal Ochunkoma. But the grace of God, I am the chaplain of St. Luke's Chapel, Molago Hospital. Praise the Lord. Yes, the grace of God led me to be a leader in that great chapel. Praise the Lord. Yes, uh, Peter came and said, he is a man who married a woman. I am a woman who, married, who got married to a man. Yes, only one man, that is David. In the Bible, David is king, you know. So David is king of my heart. And of course, when you marry a king, you become a what? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I am a mother. I am the grandmother. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm the grandmother. I am the priest. But above all, I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. The time I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I had never turned back. Even when the tough become more tougher, even when that situation becomes more harder, the Lord God whom I believe in holds my hand and then walks along with me. And that is why I am here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God so much for the administration of this church, the provost in our absentias, and the, the sister and the priest, my dear colleagues here, Reverend Walter and Reverend Lovinza. Thank you so very much for allowing me to come and minister to these great men and women of God today. And I want to thank you so much also for coming. I don't take your coming and sitting there for granted. Amen. What we are sharing this evening is the benefits of grace. The benefits of grace. The song that we have listened and some of us have been singing tells us, summarize my sermon, what grace does. Some of our 
some of us might have given up in life. But the grace of God lifted us up. The grace of God has done a lot in our lives. The grace of God is not limited. That's what the song says, not so? It is not limited. It is cut across. It doesn't mind what language you speak, how short or tall you are, dark, light you are. Never. It's not limited. That is the grace of God. We run to receive the grace of God because we need it. Praise the Lord. So the whole of today, we have been looking at the grace of the Lord. 6.45 in the morning, we saw the lifting up of the grace, the divine lifting of grace. At one, we saw the understanding of grace. And right now, we are seeing the benefits of grace. But for some of us who have not been attending since morning, I want to go a little bit into what grace is. I know they've defined it. And I want to go a little bit so that we begin to see the benefit of the grace after knowing what grace does or what is this grace. Praise the Lord. I, when I was reading, I just moved along and then I saw. I was reading, what is grace? So many definitions, but I've just picked very, very few, or one or two. Grace is defined in many ways. One, grace is a free sovereign favor to the heal deserving. Grace can also be defined as the love that cares and stoops and rescues. Grace is defined also as God reaching downward to people who are in rebellion against him. And according to the text that we are sharing, that is Ephesians, my sister read for us beautifully, according to this text, grace can be defined as the love and mercy of God toward man or undeserved favor. That is grace. Praise the Lord. And this letter of Paul that we are going to examine this evening is specifically addressed to Christians who are living in Ephesus. And it was circulated widely among the Christian churches around there. Not only the church in Ephesus benefited it, it was circulated. Now, in this portion of the scripture, therefore, Paul was describing the believer's position in Jesus Christ. He reminded them that how evil and corrupt man is and were dead in sin. Because man was corrupt. They were evil, so they were dead in sin. So while they were disobedient, while they were still living in disobedience, they were still living in rebellion, God in his great love and mercy, in his great love and mercy, poured out his grace among them. He poured out his grace upon the sinful man and made them alive in Christ. Yet they were dead in sin. But the grace of God made them alive in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Grace has been abused. I want us to know. 
it has been abused by so many people, including we, the pastors. We have abused grace. When we hear about the grace gospel all over the city and beyond, some of us are thinking that it has started now. This time we don't know what is going to happen, fall doctrines, whatever. It is not now. It has started long time ago. This thing of the, the grace gospel and everything, it has started long time ago. During the time of Paul, it was there. It was already there. And that's why even Jesus himself did not love it. He did not love it. There's a group of sects during the time of Paul. They called them Nicolaitans. These are the people who were insinuating false teaching about the grace. They were saying, you know what? Freedom in Christ granted them a blank check to sin, saying that Christ has done it all. They were during the time of Paul. And that was something that Paul was telling and reminding them, the Ephesians, look here. There are people who are coming, insinuating false doctrine. Do not accept. Do not accept. Sin is sin. That's why when you read Romans chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, it tells us, post that to Romans, it says, what shall, we, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died in sin. How can we live in it any longer? That's what Paul said. He was speaking against the teaching of the Nicolaitans that it is all well. God has done it. No, that Jesus has done it. No, sin is sin. And sin has the consequences. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. To desire to continue in sin shows a misunderstanding of the abundant grace and the contempt for Jesus' sacrifice for you and for I. Grace is most needed and is best understood in the midst of sin, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of pain. That's where, in the midst of brokenness, that's where we can experience and understand grace very well. Grace is not because of your behavior, but it's, it is God's action upon our lives. There's no absolutely, there is absolutely nothing that you could do to buy grace, to earn God's grace. I have a word working, you are like a grader. From morning to evening, you cannot buy the grace of the Lord. We can't buy the grace of the Lord. What we deserve is hell. And aside from this grace, we end up in hell. That's what I and you deserved. We do not deserve to, do, to be where we are because there's nothing that we have done on earth to deserve that. But God in his mercy and grace, he made us to be where we are. Could you even think that I would be speaking before you? I don't. But the grace of God made me to be standing and speaking before you. Praise the Lord. So God's grace can be seen in very many different ways. For example, you are involved in, in accident. People died. Life were perished. But you 
live. And you are here. Do you think you are more special than those who died? No. But the grace of God made you alive. You are a student. You might have been a student. And then not you show nothing. And the exam is coming in, coming in a couple of days. And then no tuition. And you were just nothing. And somewhere, somehow, something happened. You got the tuition. And then when you were sitting for exams, you said, I'm even going to, I am even going to fail. You just go knowing that I have a retake. But when they declare the results, you find that either you have just passed with one mark or you are, you've passed but at the deadline. What is that? Grace. That is what? Grace. You are sick. Even the doctors could not help you. A lot of money has been paid. A lot of money been paid. You've gone. Those who are able, you even flew. Doctors could not. They declare you like, okay, pray. You know when the doctor said pray, you know that nothing. All of a sudden, healing comes. You are healed. The doctor comes and said, what has happened? What is this? That is grace. I am in the church where I pray for patients. He, that is my, those are my congregation. You look to a patient and say, oh my goodness. Pray for a child born with three chambers. And then the doctor said, within, the child is not going to live. Beyond 14 days. They came in the chapel, called me. I went. And then on the eighth days, that's when they called me. I went and prayed. And they said, we wanted to baptize. Then now, days were running. Nine days when I baptized the child. For them, they said, baptize because the child is going to die. The doctor said, even when you go to India, the doctor said, these doctors of these days, you people also. Don't say those things like that. You just tell them at least something. But these days they say, this child will not live within beyond 14 days. So nine, ten days. So when I baptized the child, I prayed. I said, mine is to pray. Healing comes from the Lord. Healing comes from the Lord. Then 13 days, what happened? The oxygen went out of this child. From birth, the child did not what? Leave the, I mean, leave the oxygen. And then when we prayed, I baptized, I left. 13 days, the oxygen ran off, and they did not even recognize. So the whole of the night, the child slept without oxygen and was living. And then now who say? They said, no. The neighbor said, eh, but we were not hearing the sound of oxygen. Is this child really alive? And then they went and said, by the way, this oxygen is done. They ran all over that Heart Institute, they could not get the oxygen, which is free. So they were just saying, let's just wait. You know, if the child slept without oxygen for the whole night, and this is now day, so they left. Come that very night, the mother doesn't want even to put an ice, a twinkle of an ice, waiting for death. 12, 14 days came, the child did not die. Without oxygen, did not die. And then 16, 17, 18, they discharged this child from the hospital. The doctor came and said, what has happened? Even when I went to baptize the next child, I saw the flesh has come in the body of this child. Everything is changed. I said, what has happened? I said, Reverend, it is you who knows. I said, neither do I know. It is the Lord. 
And then the doctor said, what has happened? They discharged and said, first don't go to the village. Just be around Kampala two weeks and then we examine. What was that, friends? The grace. Nothing the doctor could do. Those are the things that we really see the grace of the Lord upon the life of his people. Some of you, you have been here. They have declared there's too much witchcraft in your families. No woman can be married. Nothing. Too much of it. You can't even get a chair. You cannot do anything. You are here. You are now married. The children are now running around. What is that? That is the grace of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All this is the grace of God. But none of this is more important as the cross of Christ. It's not important as the cross of Christ. Salvation through Christ was and is and will always be the biggest act of grace. Praise the Lord, I want to repeat. Salvation through Jesus Christ was and is and will always be the act of grace by God. When you want to understand the grace of the Lord, look at the cross. Look at the cross of Christ. Look at the suffering of Christ. No amount of comfort will save your soul and make you a better person who lives godly life. But the cross of Christ will do that. Praise the Lord. The cross of Christ will do that. As I go on, friends, God's grace can come in two ways. Number one, he can choose to end your affliction instantly, even right now as you are seated there. The grace of God can come. Heal you. You've come in pain, sickness. He can heal you instantly. Can end your suffering now, today, and your pain is no more. It's gone. That is how the grace of God can appear. But also, the grace of the Lord can appear in the way that he will, you will be there with the pain. He will not take away that suffering in you, but he will walk with you through that pain and through that suffering. I know some of us might not want to hear. The grace of God, pain in me. What did Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. From verse 7. What did Paul say? 2 Corinthians chapter 12. From verse 7. The Bible says, Even though I have received such wonderful revelations, from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different type, times I begged the Lord to take it away. Even time he said, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best 
in weakness. Clap for the Lord. Clap. You are clapping for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is why the statement of saying, you can be there, the grace of God is there, but the pain is there in you. Paul asked, said, please, it is too much. Take it away from me. And Jesus said, my grace is, the grace of the Lord is sufficient for you, my brother and my sister. Even in that suffering, even in that pain, it is what? Sufficient. It is the word of the Lord, not for any. That is what Jesus said. So if you have some pain and you feel you don't have the grace of God, oh, it is for some people, it's not for you. Today, rest assured that it is for you. God has a reason for it. Praise the Lord. I know most of the people don't want to talk about this kind of thing, to hear about something like that. But God, God will not take away things if he intends to leave it there. Our lowest time are the one of the most perfect times for us to see that we need God. The time you're in pain, the time you're going through those afflictions, are the time that you need to see the Lord. Praise the Lord. So look at the cross of Christ and you will find the biggest act of grace. Praise the Lord. Friends, now that we have with all this background, what are the benefits of grace that we have been talking about? What are the benefits of grace? Number one, salvation. The benefits of grace, number one is Salvation. Salvation. That is why our reading today, that's Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 8. What does it say? The Bible says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is the gift from God, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of you should boast about it. One of the, the benefits and the benefit, the biggest benefit is salvation. That is, uh, when they gave me this, I said, okay, maybe the spirit spoke. I was a young woman, very proud of myself. Why proud? For nothing. God has given me some little brain. I don't fail exams. I'm always in the top. And then God has blessed my hands. When I do things, it comes very, very, you know, beautiful and everyone admires. My father has put a credit in me. He loved me. He said, why are you even a woman? You would have been a man. No one would take you from here. You will be the one to keep my family. I became so proud. Proud. And then... I didn't know that all those was the work of God in my life. He has blessed my hands. He has given me some knowledge. He has done this. The perfect things that I was doing, I was thinking it was me. So I de developed pride. One day I went to church. And then some evangelists went from life ministry. Some years back. And then after church like this, I like being like, like Jane with a paper and a, and a pen. I write everything. All the sermons I write. And then the man of God sat next to me, and after he followed me outside, and then he said, uh-huh, how are you? Praise the Lord. I said, I'm fine. 
said, uh, are you born again? I said, why do I need to be born again? For me, I, I am the most loved. I do everything. I don't fail in class. I, I do everything. Beautiful. Why do I need salvation? Then he, he was serving. You know life ministry? They have those four spiritual laws book. And then he picked. We, he read this scripture. He said, can you read it? I said, yes. And when I read, for it was by the grace that you were saved through faith. That is not your own making. Lest any man should boast. Friends, some of you got saved in the cathedral. Some of you got saved on a Sunday in the church after roll call. I mean, altar call. Some of you got saved. I don't know. I knelt down under that flower tree. I knelt down under the flower tree after reading this portion of the scripture. I said, what was I on this earth? I was so proud for nothing. Nothing. I got saved outside the church. From that day, God started now pruning those pride in me one by one. I was seeing sin surrounding me. The sin of pride. The sin of what? Of like saying, I am who I am now. Everything was seen before me. The benefits, one of the benefits is salvation. The grace of the Lord gives us salvation. He gave me salvation. Now I am a woman of God. Now I am able to preach. Now I can stand and say, praise the Lord because of the grace of the Lord. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Grace brings salvation. We are saved by grace, not by works. The good works a man does cannot purchase salvation. It can't. It cannot. The amount of money that we have cannot give us salvation. The magnificent house that you sleep in cannot give you salvation. Only by the grace of God that I and you can obtain salvation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. No matter how good we are morally, intellectually, socially, never, we cannot redeem our own salvation. We cannot redeem our own souls from the hands of the lion. But the grace of God through the finished work of Christ gives us salvation. Number two, we are forgiven by the grace of God. The grace of God brings forgiveness. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25. Isaiah 43, 25 says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I remember your sins no more. What does it mean? He has forgiven. He has what? Some of us, if we were not forgiven, we would not be here. I don't know. For you, you are very smart and clean. But not me. But we receive forgiveness of the Lord. It's very unfortunate that yet His grace has given us forgiveness, has made Him to forgive us, but we fail to forgive others. That's the most painful things that we have. The grace of God which is sufficient, has given forgiveness. You've been forgiven. 
and I have been forgiven. The grace of God has granted us forgiveness, though we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it, but he has given us. Three, justification. We are justified. To be justified means to be officially declared innocent. Declared blameless. Praise the Lord. So the grace of God has brought justifications in us. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 3 verse 24. It says, Romans 3 24. The Bible says, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that comes by Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. All of us, all of us have been justified. How? Through the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, some of us here are not yet in there. We have not yet realized it. Why? Because Christ is still outside us. But thank the Lord that today you are here. This evening you are here. The Lord is yet to do something so that you experience the grace of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is very, it sounds very nice when you have sinned and someone says, ah, ah, now you know what, Pascal, today I'm not counting your sins. What a wonderful things to hear and to feel in your heart. You might have been a downcast. People see you like, look at that one. They even talk about, you know, they point you with their tongues. But here is the man who come and said, from today, your sin is no more. What a wonderful thing it is in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Next, the grace of God gives healing. The grace of God brings healing. Psalm chapter 147 verse 3. Psalms 147 verse 3. The Bible says, He heals the broken heart and binds up their wounds. He heals the broken heart and binds their wounds. Let me tell you, friends, healing comes from the Lord. Even when some of the sickness we go through, we are the one who has done something to make it come in our bodies. It was because of our sin. That's why those pain, those things, our hearts are broken because of something that we have done. But nevertheless, the Lord said, I bind their wounds and heal the broken hearted. What about this? It's the grace of the Lord. The benefits of the grace of the Lord heals you, heals us. Talk about, we have talked about people who are sick. At the dying bed. No hope. Doctor declared them no more. But the grace of God still heals them. Praise the Lord. We serve by the grace. The grace of the Lord makes us to serve him. Ephesians chapter 3. I love it. I love this. Chapter 3 verse 7. What is it saying? The Bible says, Ephesians 3.7, it says, By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading the good news. Praise the Lord. 
By what? I am here a testimony. Some of you knows what I was doing in this church. I was once an evangelist somewhere in this days of Kampala. When I came in this cathedral, I was doing some work. I was doing the beautiful work that some of you said you cannot manage. This was my office. Where you are sitting was my office. For seven years and three months here. Here, before I became a priest. But I was already lay rhythm. This cross here, I must make sure that it keeps on glittering. I keep on making it clean. I have to make sure that the church is nice. I have to make sure that the priests who always give you Holy Communion, wash their hands with warm water, cleanse their hands with towels, white one even, making sure that everything is okay. That was the work I was doing. A lay reader. Here we call it the Vajra. David is here. I was doing it. I didn't know that one day I'm going to speak here to begin declaring the word here in this cathedral. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, that's what I do. I put on white, white stuff and I was everywhere yeah, around here. Everywhere yeah, around here. Praise the Lord. The whole day, when it comes to wedding, I sit in the church from morning up to evening. Saturday. Did I know that I was going to come here as the, the, the servants of the Lord who is the preacher of the word of God? What made me to be here right now? Speaking, serving. The grace of the Lord makes you to serve. Hallelujah. The grace of the Lord, which is very sufficient, can pick you from where you are and then put you where you, you think you don't belong. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God used you to fulfill the, his purpose in this world. Not because of anything we have done, but simply through his grace. Not because of anything. Not because I was one of the best Vajra here. Never. But his grace said, it's enough. You are no longer going to be a Vajra. You are going to begin spreading the good news the way you were doing before. Praise the Lord. And here I am. By the grace of the Lord. Praise the Lord. The grace, one of the benefits is the grace makes us reign in life. Hallelujah. The grace of the Lord enables you and I to reign in life. Oh, let me read you what the Bible says. You think it is my word. This is not my word. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Post let Romans 5 17. What is saying? For if by the trespass of one man, death reigned through, through that one man. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? How much more? How much more? Friends, I want you to know Human efforts and money 
no matter how good they are, cannot buy heavenly promotion or divine announcement. Never. It can't. It cannot. It's by the grace of God that enables us to reign in life. A child of God is supposed to reign from glory to glory. You have to reign in life. You have to be somewhere in life. You're a child of God. The grace of God which is sufficient makes you to keep on reigning and growing. For the Lord, by the way, not for you. For the Lord. The grace of God not, did not only make me to be a, a priest, but also to be a team leader of the church. Yes. When they gave me that role, I said, how can I? No, from today you are the vicar of the place, the chaplain of the place. I said, no, I don't think I can't. I am only, you know, I can't. I don't think I even, if you said no, they said, why no? I went and asked, they said, go and pray over it. I went and prayed over it. And then I heard the voice said, me, he, me who is in you is greater than the mantles that you are to take. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That is the grace of the Lord. I have a friend, a, a young girl that I'm working with. This girl, she's an orphan. She didn't know that she would be anywhere, but she graduated. This here, an auntie came, just gave her the, a call from the UK, said, now, you know what, Diana, you are coming here to be a citizen here, and the work that you are doing, she's a civil servant. But the work that you are doing, I've already got for you work here. You have an office already. You have the house already. You just come, the passport is there, sends everything. This girl is still crying up to now, could not believe this the end of this month she's going, she's flying. But she could not believe that she could reign and move where she is. She could not believe. She's crying. Even when I call her right now, she keeps on crying because I and one of my colleagues, we always, she believes and trusts in us, our mentorship. She's crying. Even when I call her now, she's just crying and crying. Said, until when I bought a flight, I don't know how. But the grace of God can make you to reign. Makes you to go where you are not supposed to, where you think you will not go. Hallelujah. The grace of God gives us transformation. We are transformed by the grace of God. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your minds. The, 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 the grace of the Lord can make us to renew our mind, can make us to know the will of God in our lives. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Through his grace, God makes us new. New. The grace of God guarantees family peace. 2 Peter 1-2. The grace of God can, can guarantee a family peace. We cannot have the peace in the house. Peter said, who have been chosen? Who have been chosen according to the for, for our knowledge of God, the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Two people cannot make a family well unless the grace of God comes in their lives. Husband and a man, you are from different, you know, 
different families, you different characters, you know, you cannot even, perhaps even different, you know, come from this district, this one here. You cannot make a family. You, there's no peace in that family because you think differently, you act differently, you speak differently. Actually, man wants you to kneel down, but Chica woman said, I'm not kneeling down, that's not us. Which peace can be in that family? You must kneel down so that actually man knows that you respect him. And Muchika said, uh uh. Know what? Now, what peace can reign in that family? But the grace of the Lord makes a Muchika to kneel, make a Chuli man to say, ah, uh-uh, don't kneel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The grace of God can bring peace when everyone adjusts. Hallelujah. I am now when and we pray. We pray. Hallelujah. The grace of the Lord makes you a giver. Unless you have the grace of the Lord, you cannot give. And you can't give. You know giving? Giving, no one knows how much you have. Until when they break your shop, then you say they've stolen me billion of money. <laughs> then you come for prayers here. But all these days, without anything happening, you don't have the money. But the grace of the Lord will say, you know what, woman, you know what, man? You have it. Give. The grace of the Lord prompts you to do what? To give. You can just go there and read Romans chapter 12 from verse 6 to 7. I'm not reading it because of time. It tells you, God has given each of us the ability to do something well. You know, to do something well. So we use it for the abilities, in the abilities to serve the Lord. My brothers and my sisters, as we pray, as we pray, I want you to know that the, 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 the grace of the Lord has given us talent. We are talented. I am one of them. I am one of those who have been talented. That's why I developed pride because I was talented until when God said, never look at her. It's not about you. It's about me. Yes, God rebuked me. You know the word of God is sharper than double-edged sword. It can pierce you, friend. It did to me. It humbles me. Seriously. By the time I came to you here, I was already humbled. You didn't know who I was. You didn't know. Here I was an angel, but because the grace of the Lord, what? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the talent that you have, God has, the grace has given you the talent to sing. Peter is here. My, my friend is here. These people have been talented. And they said, we are not going to sit. You know, when this choir has been established, I was here. It wasn't there. There was no choir in the, 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 the Wednesday service. The choir comes when they're tired. Those ones there for Sundays. And then Reverend Hillary said, what is it that we're going to do? Don't you think we have talented people here? And then gave me all the letters. Thank God my sister Kitty is here. All the papers. And I started distributing to all of you. Right, 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 right. If they are there, they can attest. Yes. Right, right, right. What is it? What is it? Do you have the talent? Do you think you have something? Do you think you love this? Do you think you... And then, before we know it, we got a lot of papers. A lot of people. And then, after calling them, let me tell you, they are gift what? Gift vessels. 
Because they have the talent, but until when we went to them, and that's why they came out, and they became one of the beautiful choir. I don't know if they are still doing that. One of the beautiful choir on Wednesday. We were not suffering. I said this was my service. I was the manager of this service, by the way. The manager of this service. Hey. So, when you are talented, don't sit there. Come and do something. Come and sing. Come and usher. It is only my position that some of you refuse. Say, I cannot be the virgin. You are always too smart. Your things are white. How can I maintain my white thing? Friends, I want to say it in conclusion. The beginning of the grace is redemption. The beginning of grace is what? Until one is saved, his journey of grace has not yet begun. Until when you have received Christ, your journey of faith of grace has not yet begun. Has not yet begun. If you have not done so, give your heart to the Lord this evening. Give your life to the Lord this evening. Be born again. You need to become a child of God in order to enjoy, to experience the grace of the Lord in your life. I want us to stand up. I request that we stand up. As we pray, you have heard that song. If I were to sing it, I didn't want to, I didn't want to make any mistakes. You know, I don't fear making mistakes. But I didn't want to make mistakes. That's why I want it to come pure as it is. Those who know the meaning of that song. Some of you are given up in life. But the grace of God, when you ran to the Lord, He came in for you. Some of you are, have been sick and all that nothing but the grace of God which is unlimited came in your life and makes you, made you who you, you are right now. You don't need to say the way our brothers somewhere are saying that Christ has done it all. So you need to continue sinning. We have learned what the Bible says. No, we don't need to. You need to receive Christ so that the grace manifests in your life. So require us as we sing. You have never given your life to Christ. And today you want to explain the grace of the Lord. And be, be called a woman and a man of God. A believer. I want to put your hands up. Just put your hands up. You want to explain this God. Tonight. You want this Jesus Christ. To begin working with you. So that you also. Enjoy the grace of the Lord. Meaning you want to be born again. Just put up your hand. Do not mind about whoever is next to you. I didn't mind. I didn't mind about the crowd. I knelt outside the church. Outside the church. I didn't mind about who was watching at me. Who is looking at me. I only looked at Jesus Christ and my future life. And that is why I am here. You want to give your life to Christ? Just put your hands up. When he calls me, I will answer. Oh, you have given your life to Christ. I see hand behind. Thank you, my sister. Thank you so very much. I see hand behind. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. I didn't mind. Don't mind. Just put your hands up. You have given your life to Christ, but along the way, because we are living in the world of sin, you backslid it. And now you need to experience it again. Put your hands up, dear Lord. Put your hands up and we pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just put your hands up. You might be under the tent. Under the tent, you are there. Put your hand up, my brother, my sister. We are going to pray together. Take a step of faith. We are going to pray together. Don't mind and don't care who is going to watching at you. 
Salvation is personal. Thank you. Thank you. My brother, if you don't mind, just walk towards here. Don't care. Just walk and come along here. Come and take what belongs to you. Come and take what belongs to you. When he calls me. Thank you. Thank you. If you are here, just come along and we pray. Just come along and we pray. Just come along and we pray. Today is the day. And now is the time. Thank you. Thank you. You will never regret. I do not regret. Are you still there? Are you still there? You're going to be somewhere. The grace of the Lord does not need to pass you. I'll be somewhere. Working, I'll be somewhere. Working for my Lord. Come and join him. Just hold your knee. Are you still there? You want to rectify your life. You want to rectify your life. You want to live again. You want to experience the, 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 the grace of the Lord. Come and join him. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. Thank you. I know some of us are like Nicodemus. We want to go at night where they don't see us. Praise Jesus. And we're going to pray. As I pray, because the Bible says, that you believe in your heart and then you confess with your lips that he is Lord, there you will be saved. My son, my brother in the Lord, you are not going to regret. I want to put your hands up. A sign of surrendering. This is a sign of surrendering. This is a sign of surrendering. All the portion, it is yours tonight. The Lord came only for you. I want you to know. He came for you. So that the grace of God will be there. Say, Lord Jesus, this evening, I surrender my life to you. I have known that without you, I cannot experience the grace of the Lord. And I've been reminded that it is the grace of the Lord that can save me. This evening, save my life. I surrender my life before you. I give my life before you. Save me. Forgive me. Delete my name from the book of sin, from the book of death. Write my name in the book of life and make me the kind of a person you want me to be. I declare I am born again the old is gone and the new has come. Lord Jesus, forgive my sins. Forgive my sins. From today, I declare I am born again. Thank you, Jesus. I pray this in Jesus' name.